Welcome back to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and first I would like to thank our sponsor, 32 Below, Froyo and More, opening in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho come August. So make sure you follow them on their social media to keep up to date on everything happening. Frozen yogurt, adult floats, beer, wine, small bites, and much more. Now let's jump into this episode with Emily. She is an entrepreneur, nonprofit leader, um, a jack of all trades, world traveler, and much more. So sit back and enjoy. All right, I have Emily with me today, one of my closest friends. Um, and we met when we worked in a nonprofit together. And now we've become close friends past years. And she has a wonderful story. She does some amazing things. Um, I'll let her talk a little bit about herself. So first of all, thank you, Emily. Thank you so much for having me on, Tabitha. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself and um, we'll get into, we're going to really talk about traveling and some of her hobbies and the things she's involved with. Just tell us a little bit, you know, a little background about maybe where you went to college and to now what you're doing. Well, I went to University of Idaho. I've lived uh, here in Idaho my whole entire life. I'm a fourth generation Idahoan. And uh, um, I have worked in the nonprofit world. I worked at Children's Village with you. And then after Children's Village, I just decided, so I had taken after college, I had taken a three month backpacking trip. And then I came back and that's when I found the Children's Village job. And then after Children's Village, I was like, okay, I need another one. Working in the nonprofit world was a little bit rough. And so I joined back into, I got invited to this wedding and I just hopped on a plane, bought a ticket, hopped on a plane and uh, went for it. That's awesome. And so what are you doing now for work? I think you're doing a couple cool things. Yes. So I am um, working at AHA Creative as their project manager with Ali Kosky. And it's so much fun. It's definitely a learning curve because it's definitely, it was not something that I've ever done before or, um, you know, was even thinking that I was going to go into, but I love it. Ali is absolutely awesome to work with. And actually we're working with 32 below right now on all of their stuff, which we're super excited. It looks so great. Um, and then I'm also a server at the porch in Hayden. And then, I mean, if with COVID and everything, it kind of got shut down, but I was also a gymnastics teacher and preschool teacher too at Avant Corps Gymnastics in Coeur d'Alene. So you like to do a lot of things. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you also volunteer your time too. I know that you still were volunteering with Children's Village, but another nonprofit that you're really passionate about that you give a lot of your time to is the, um, is it Northwest Pride Alliance? North Idaho Pride North Alliance. Idaho. Yes. Er, yes. So I um, am the board president of North Idaho Pride Alliance, which is the only LGBT organization in Idaho. And it's wow. really, yes, it's really, it's a great organization. Um, we really work on uh, bringing a more conclusive or, you know, um, equal community together, bringing our community together through networking, advocacy, and education. And especially with our current times going on right now, um, it's hard with COVID because one thing that we really found is that we want to make sure that people have a community. So, you know, we had socials, we had this dif these different events that were going on and whatnot, but because of COVID, we kind of had to shut all of that down. So now we're trying to push forward. We had to cancel our pride for June, which was so I sad, know. but we ended 
ended up doing a virtual pride, which was a huge success. Absolutely amazing. We had some awesome people working on it. Jessica Mahiran, she is our um, community outreach gal, and she was spectacular. She killed it the whole entire um, month. We had some awesome engagement, and we had so many people who didn't even know that we existed that found us and then have, you know, subsequently found um, at least a place where they can go to feel safe. Yeah, which is really cool. And you've been involved mm -hmm. with them for a couple of years now, right? Oh yeah, it's been like four, three years now. So yeah, maybe some time. great things in our community. And um, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see how much growth you guys have had. Yeah, no, it's been really great. We definitely have gone through our ups and downs, but I think one thing for us is that we're always going to have a pride, even if it's a virtual pride or um, something that, you know, doesn't, doesn't exactly work as a physical pride we're always going to have something the month of june and then we um want to throughout the whole entire rest of the year have um just socials educational like i would love to have i've been getting a lot of questions my mom's a nurse and so i've been getting a lot of questions about how do you help trans people that come in you know like even even talking with them you don't want to offend mm -hmm. them but also sometimes that just happens with the a lack of education on how exactly. to talk with them. And so um, being able to have those kind of educational panels is something that we want to put into place eventually. But again, with COVID, it's kind of hard to plan those things out, but we're hoping to maybe even do a virtual one. We want to put a resource guide out there. So if you're a person in the LGBT community, you can go to this resource guide and be like, okay, I need to get my hair done. Where do I go? That's friendly and that will accept me. Or mm -hmm. I need to get, I need to go through the transitioning and I just moved here. What doctors do I go see, you know, things like that. And so that's something that we're, is going to be very intensive because we want to make sure there's going to be a process to make sure that you're in, in those books and not just, um, not just signing a paper and, um, like, okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm accepting, but are you, you know? Yeah, so exactly. We, yeah. So we really want to be very vigilant on who we, um, put into that resource so that we don't have anybody going into unsafe situations. Yeah, it's, it, the education is such a key piece for, mm -hmm. especially for you guys' um, you know, organization, because that's a huge piece, is organi organizing, but um, educating our community and people that are wanting to help and get involved as well. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk about your travel. So you decided just to pack your bags, and where did you go? Well, my first trip, so I had been working through college, so I actually bought my ticket literally a week before graduation, because everyone was like finding all of these um, jobs, you know, and I had interned like almost every single semester of college, every summer, and once graduation came around, I was like, I don't want to work anymore, like I need a break, right? And so I texted my friend who had done like this, um, the like student exchange in high school in Norway. Well, she was here, but she's from Norway. Yeah. And so I messaged her and I was like, Hey, if I bought a ticket to Oslo, would you come pick me up? And can I stay with you? She said, yes. So I bought a ticket. It was like 320 bucks. It was like awesome. It was a one-way ticket. I didn't buy my ticket back. Scariest thing I've ever done. And I just hopped on a plane with only a backpack too. Like I'm the person who takes like three suitcases to a weekend trip. And I took a mm. backpack, that's it. <laughs> and it was uh, the best experience of my life. I mean, I was definitely terrified before. I actually didn't want to go. And my parents were the ones who pushed me oh. to go. They, um, cause I was like, I couldn't sleep. Like I was crying, I, was, I couldn't sleep. And my mom was like, okay, write down all of your fears before you go to bed. So I did. And then the, 
the next morning we talked about all of those and it's like okay that's that's not gonna happen that's that's dumb let that go away you know like your dog's not gonna die while you're away just let that go <laughs> you know things like that and then once it was literally it was scary going on the plane and everything and I had to I slept on my in the airport in Iceland because I had like a 10-hour layover but it was all at night and I didn't want to leave the airport and so then but then I finally got to Oslo and I stepped off the plane and it was like Oh, shit. I'm in a different, I'm in a different country. Like I'm on a different continent. And so it was very exciting. And it's just, everything just kind of went away and my adventure spirit came out and I just went for it. That is awesome. So what is something mm -hmm. you, you learned about yourself during this trip? I learned that I can really do anything like uh, being solo. It was definitely there. I mean, it wasn't always easy, especially because um, I've gone on two backpacking trips now. And the second one was definitely harder than the first one. But I have learned that I can like being by myself. And two, I didn't use any um, like I didn't have my phone because I was only using Wi-Fi. So I never got like a cellular package yeah. or anything like that. So when I wasn't in a hostel or by a coffee shop or something, I had no phone usage whatsoever. So if I got into a situation, I had to depend on the people around me or depend on myself. And so that really made me realize that mm -hmm. I can really do anything that I set my mind to or I can get out of any situation, you know, it made me very aware of myself and my surroundings. And I mean, it just, it, it didn't make me scared anymore. Yeah. So what was your favorite place that you visited on your, obviously you didn't stay in one place, you went all over the place. Well, that's kind of hard. I have so many favorite places and so many of them for different reasons, but I have, um, you know, Sevilla, Spain, one of like just Spain in general, the way that they live. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I'm not an early riser and I like to sleep in and then I also like naps. And so the whole, like <laughs> the whole way of Spanish living is very, um, very attractive to me <laughs> and then um but bergen norway was absolutely gorgeous dubai was so clean and stunning and i thought i was gonna hate it because it's so hot it's a new city it has ac everywhere oh that's awesome so, yes it was excellent and um you know just seeing the different culture i mean dubai in general the it's it's a culture hub i mean it's yeah. a hub for international work and travel and so you see so many different people there and it was, um, it was just excellent to see all the different cultures there. But that's, I mean, that was really everywhere I traveled. It was cool just to see how people lived. I mean, it's so different from how we live here, but at the same time, it's still so similar. Like there are still kids playing in a park The a child's laughter is still so infectious, you know? Um, there's still that cute little old couple that's walking hand in hand or having dinner, you know? So it's still quite, beautiful but it's also like people watching was one of my favorite things to do to watch or to see because I got to see how people live differently and similarly to how we live oh gosh people watching could be one of my favorite hobbies oh, so great yeah <laughs> I, I love, love it. airports and you will lay over you're like yeah this kind of stinks I have to be here for a couple hours but you stare and you're like I just saw so much stuff so much and then you always wonder I'm like what is going like what okay all right. I mean, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what would, you, so what would you give a one piece of advice to someone that maybe is trying to, I know right now it's a little weird, things are crazy, but maybe next year is planning a big backpacking mm -hmm. trip or a trip. What do you, what's one piece of advice you would give someone that's planning something like that? First of all, do it, just go for it. 
And mm -hmm. second of all, I feel like just let things go. You know, like there were some times mm -hmm. where I noticed myself getting very particular about, well, like caring what people think, you know? So, oh my gosh, I'm getting so sweaty carrying around this backpack. Well, it's, it's 110 degrees out. That's going to happen. Nobody cares, you know, things like that. And it's just, it makes your experience so much better, especially for me when I just started to realize that I could just let those things go. And it just, it made my confidence grow. It made yeah. my self-esteem grow. And it made me realize that people really don't care. They, you just want to have fun. Like they want you to enjoy yourself. They want to enjoy themselves, you know, and everyone's going through the same struggle. So you just have to let those things go and enjoy yourself. And it makes yeah. it so much better. Yeah. And, um, I agree completely. Just enjoy yourself. I mean, it's all about, yes. I mean, no one's going to even remember you or, mm -mm. and it's all about the experience and it's about self growth and, you know, mm -hmm. you learning about something about you, you probably have like came back and you're like, I'm a different person. Like I had oh, no, no idea who I was. <laughs> yes. And that's totally, I mean, it sounds kind of like a cliche because everyone's like, Oh, just go backpack through Europe and you'll find yourself. But it's, it's true. Cause especially doing it solo. I mean, I had to really, like I said, I really had to figure out what I could and couldn't do. And there's not a lot that I can't do. There yeah. was this, however, okay, funny story though. Um, there was this one time I rented a car. I was in um, Florence, Italy, and I rented a car to go check out Tuscany. And mm -hmm. it was like, it was backed in to the rental spot, you know? And so I checked all my mirrors, made sure I knew how the turn signal worked and the lights and everything get to Tuscany and I parked to like see where I wanted to go next. I couldn't reverse the car. I didn't know how to do it. And it's, it's a oh, stick shift, which no. I drive, but there was no reverse. There was no R there was nothing like the R was up by one. And so I was like, how, how do I do this? Right. How do you so get I, there? <laughs> yeah. So I literally, I literally put it in neutral and pushed it backwards so I could get out of that car spark. <laughs> Bye. That is awesome. <laughs> and then the rest of the whole, like it was the whole day. And again, I don't have any Wi-Fi, so, and it's the middle of the day. So I can't even, if I did have Wi-Fi or service, I couldn't call my dad, which is exactly what I wanted to do. And so I was asking people <laughs> and in Tuscany, they don't, um, they, nobody speaks. There's, it's, there's, there was a language barrier for sure. Whereas before I hadn't really come into very many language barriers because I went to mostly big cities, but these were smaller cities. And so no one knew what I was talking about. And so I got into a really sticky situation where I couldn't get out if I didn't reverse. And so some guy, he hopped in and he helped me, but he didn't speak. And so he was like, it's just emergency break, emergency break. And I was like, it's not the emergency break to reverse this. <laughs> so I finally get back to my hostel and um, I call my dad and I was like, dad, I can't reverse this car. I tried everything. And he's like, did you try pushing down on it? I was like, of course I have. Get into the car, push down. Guess what? It worked. <laughs> like great. So real independent woman here. <laughs> I think most girls that have good relationships with their dads. That's the one thing we do. We're like, oh, yeah. I don't know how this works. Who are we gonna call? My dad. He's gonna know. Exactly. Even if they don't know. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I had gone on YouTube. I had typed in the car model and everything. I looked at the manual. It's all in Italian, like everything. But called my dad and he knew right how to make it work. I was like, great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's actually fantastic. Oh, um, it's, it's a so, funny story. A serious question is a lot of females, we have, um, 
you know, we have reservations that some of us have like traveling um, alone or, you know, with a lot of things going on now that's being aware of sex trafficking and mm-hmm. things happening, you know, have, did you ever experience any of like something where you felt uneasy or felt threatened or anything when you were on your travels? Actually, yes, I did. There were two instances where I was legitimately afraid and I was by myself. Um, I had gone out with some friends and I was walking back to my Airbnb and it was only like two blocks away from the train station and some guy had followed me all the way back from the train station to the Airbnb. And so, and when I was trying, like, you know how when there's a doorway, there's like a little alcove thing, you know? Um, I like went to go put in my key and he like got up right behind me and tried to get my keys out of my hand and everything. And so it definitely was a scary situation, but I had my keys in my hand. I had all my defense mechanisms around me. Like I was planning on running or walking and then he ended up just going away. So luckily it was a situation that wasn't as bad as it could have turned out. And then another one was a hostel that I went into, um, just the owner of the, or the receptionist of the hostel was very creepy and he like switched me to a room by myself and he was getting very like, just, it was not okay. And then he was like, well, I hope you have a good night. I'll see you later. And I was like, um, no. And so I was, I was, cause he had put me in a room by myself and he has the keys to all the hostel rooms, right? Like. I was pretty freaked out before I was in a room with other girls, but then he's like, oh no, I have a room by yourself you can go into. And I'm like, okay, that's not, that's creepy. And so I had put like the dresser and the bed in front of the door and everything to make sure even if it got unlocked, there was no way, you know? Yeah. Oh, did I lose you for a second? it's like for a little while and stuff like that. So yeah, Yeah. but I definitely, I mean, just, you have to be aware of your surroundings and be prepared. I mean, unfortunately, like with flights and stuff, you can't really take like pepper spray or, you know, things like that. But, um, it was always in my thought to always have something that I could use to fight with if needed. So keys or something like that. Unfortunately, that's what we have to all think about now is what, how do we defend ourselves when we're alone? Um, yeah. you know, whatever it is, especially when you're traveling overseas, like you said, you can't keep a taser on you. You can't keep mm-hmm. anything to threat, like to show that you have defense. Yeah. Um, and I know I've watched so many of these crazy things and when you don't look at your phone, when you're alone and you know, you keep aware of your surroundings, but yeah. it's definitely something you have to think about, especially as a female traveler. Oh, yeah. So solo traveler. So, mm-hmm. um, and that so, was actually, Oh, that oh, was actually, said, yeah. That was actually one thing that I always did was I figured out um, ways to, because there's a lot of, um, not hecklers, but people who are always trying to sell you stuff or follow you and they're very persistent, you know? And so putting in headphones like this and that's, um, and then even if there's no music on, just so that I'm aware of my surroundings, but it looks like I'm like ignoring people or I can't hear people, you know? And so using my phone, like no one else knows that I didn't have service or didn't have Wi-Fi, you know? So, oh, hi mom or hi how are you guys doing you know things like that or I'll be home in five minutes you know things like that um you figure that out and I mean we do that here too it's 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 everywhere it's being a female so completely I mean I Mm -hmm. run outside all the time and that's one reason I don't use headphones is because I want to be aware of someone's going to be around me um so what is um do you have your a favorite moment or something you 
of all your travels, maybe even two moments, something that you're just like, this was like one of those life-changing moments. Yes. So I was in Amsterdam and I was sitting next to this canal and my, one of my travel friends and I, we had just hung out and had just like a great day. It was so spectacular. We had gone around Amsterdam and I love Amsterdam. It is spectacular in every way. <laughs> and, um, but so we had just gone to Amsterdam and um, I was just sitting on a canal and it was probably like twilight and it was just perfect. And I was my feet were over the canal and I was looking around and no one, my friend wasn't even with me. She had gone up to the room to grab something and I was sitting there looking around. And I'm just like, I was so unbelievably happy. Like I never, I didn't feel any like anger or any resentment or any like, Oh my gosh, what are people thinking of me? I was just so unbelievably happy. And I've never been that like content with myself or with where I was in that point in life except for in that moment. And I always like, I think about that all the time. I'm like, okay, Emily, let's try and get back to that moment. Let's try and remember what that felt like, you know, because there's so many barriers that we put up or that I put up to not get to that moment, you know? And when I was traveling, I didn't have any of those barriers because I wasn't working or, you know, I didn't care or, you know, there's so many things here. (laughs) But when you're, when you're traveling and you're just sitting there, it's just so beautiful and it's wonderful. Exactly. And then, um, apart from that, I mean, I just had so many fun times, like Sevilla, Spain, there's this rooftop family dinner that they did at this hostel that I had, and it like overlooked the cathedral and it was beautiful. And we met some, so many, so many great friends. And that was just such a wonderful time because we had, I mean, we had a blast. It was, we went out afterwards, we came back. So, you know, things like that. Those are so many stories like that. Um, but I think that one in Amsterdam, just that feeling of complete, complete happiness is something that I, you know, you don't fully get all the time and it was quite wonderful. Oh yeah. And that's the moment you can't explain. Cause I think I've had a few of those where you're just like, you're just content with nothing yeah. else but yourself and the place that you are. And it's just like complete fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So a couple of fun questions. First, what's the weirdest food that you've eaten while you're traveling? I ate a uh, sheep's head. So in oh yeah. what yeah so in Norway in Norway one of their like delicacies so what they have for like Christmas dinner and stuff is just a full on sheep's head like they put the full head I mean not the fur but the full head in a pot of salt water and boil it all day and I had it and I ate an eyeball and no yeah yeah <laughs> I will never do it again but I'm very glad that I did I also had horse meat which as someone who owns horses. I know. And I've grown up on a farm. Like I raised lambs and pigs and all that, but horse, like that was just, that was hard. That was hard to do. But on my travels, I always said that I would try everything at least once. And so I did. And, um, I won't do it again, but I did try it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the sheep's head and the eyeball was the, was the craziest thing I've eaten. (laughs) Too much for me. And then after coronavirus, Uh I'm like, I don't, I don't want to eat anything that's not like not very well yeah not specific yep so what's your favorite local restaurant here in north idaho Ooh, that's hard because there's so many i really love seasons i love the porch mm-hmm. but I, I might be biased because of because of that because i work there um let's see Bardenay's is great Oh, Midtown Bluebird. I love Midtown Bluebird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm actually Midtown going there Bluebird. tonight because I oh, have not been gosh. there forever. 
Dude, it's so good. I just went there a couple weeks ago with Sam. Oh, so good. So good. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's your favorite go-to music? Ooh, um, have you heard of Ragnabone or Rag and Bone? I know it's kind of weird. He had a, he had a, um, like a number one hit come out called human a couple of years ago. And so I really love him or Jacob Banks, kind of like a R and B hip hop, like alternative type of music is kind of what I like. So. Okay. Okay. Oh, and Bishop Briggs. Oh, of course. I actually knew that one. I knew you're yeah. a big fan of that. <laughs> yes. Um, so what is one life lesson that you have had to learn the hard way? Oh, there are so many. Um, I think, um, oh, I think just figuring out, like, for me, just jumping into things is kind of been the best option for me because overthinking is not always the best option. Like sometimes you can really miss out on some things. Um, and also like, don't, so I, I like to hold on to things. I don't really let, I hold grudges for sure. And I think that I have definitely missed out on some relationships because of that. And so trying to just let those things go and um, just kind of jump headfirst into situations that I'm uncomfortable with. And that means, you know, being, even if I'm not super forgiving right at that moment, you know, you all, I always can get there. So just to being more forgiving, letting things go, um, are all things that I'm still trying to learn, but definitely not, has not been easy. That's actually a great one. I think that's something that a lot of people deal with and still deal with. And I know people that are in their forties and fifties and sixties that hold grudges and that they, you know, and especially right now, I was just having a conversation with a friend on the whole mass situation with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And I think that people need to be more sensitive because everyone's got a different way of thinking and a way that they are seeing it. And so it's just, I think people need to be a little more forgiving and like, not be like, oh, you're wearing a mask. That means you're a Democrat and you're this. It's like, you know what I, I mean? Know. You go yes. straight to like, you don't know what they're dealing with. They might, they might have some sickness. They might have a grandma that's living with, like, you don't yes. know. Or it's the other people that are like, Hey, I, my business is failing. Like, this is what's the problem mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? So I think it's one of those things that we need to be forgiving and a little more loving to people because we're mm -hmm. all dealing with something different. No, I completely agree, especially with the rhetoric that's been going on right now, not just mm -hmm. like in our government, but within the social media world. I mean, yeah. everywhere it's like, we just like, you have no idea what people are going through right now. So let's be, let's be kinder. Let's be nicer. Yeah. And I mean, there are things that kindness cannot always like, you know, fix, but I think this is one of them. Like you don't know what situations people are in. So let's just yeah, we, and you and I've had conversations. We've been, you know, we've talked to people that are um, you know, don't, don't see things differently, but, um, it's just, you sometimes have to just walk away from those ones. Oh, there you are. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, one other question is kind of the, um, kind of to with that last one is what is, um, something you would tell a younger you? Oh, I think that, I think that the biggest thing would be to let, like, 
I mean, this kind of the same thing with that last question is kind of let things go. Don't care so much about what people think, you know, it's always things that I'm working out, working on, but back in, I mean, when I was younger, you know, I cared so much about what people think, thought I cared so much about what I was doing and how that would um, translate into what people thought of me, you know, and how my success would translate into what people thought of me. And, you know, um, even right now, I'm not where I want to be, but at the same time, this is where I need to be to succeed later in life, or at least that's what I hope, you know, and I have a, you know, we all have these plans and everything. And so I think it's just something that, um, kind of just go with the flow. And I think that's what I would have told my younger self is just kind of relax, go with the flow and you'll figure it out. You'll be okay. (laughs) What's your biggest fear? Spiders, but also, (laughs) but also, um, uh, dying alone. Like, yeah, that's not, not really like that's one of my biggest fears but it'll be fine I don't think I will (laughs) you won't you're fine everyone loves you you'll be fine well we just got real dark there Um, (laughs) so all right leave us with a positive something positive piece of advice to people listening going through um whatever it is right now something positive you can leave us with if you ever have the opportunity to travel across seas, be open-minded and do it. Like it's absolutely amazing. See as much as you can see as much history as you can. Like, I think that that's, um, such, so important for our world to succeed and not make mistakes in the past is, you know, go to, um, go to all the museums, go see all the beautiful art, go see all the mistakes that we have made in the past and, um, just explore. I love that. All right. So if you want people to reach out to you, connect to you, whether it's with the North Idaho Pride Alliance, with AHA, or any things that you're doing, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me. I actually just launched my travel Instagram. And so it's M's Traveling Highs. So you can get a hold of me there. Or um, I don't know. Or you can... Or you can um, get a hold of me on my personal Instagram, which is M Izawa. E-M-A-I-Z-A-W-A. Perfect. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Tabitha. All right. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tabitha Crock. And if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify channel to keep up to date on all the podcasts. We release a podcast every Monday and Friday. This podcast is all about people. It's a community of people here in North Idaho and across the world. So subscribe and enjoy.